It is rodeo time here in Houston. Can you believe it? I can believe it. I even I broke out the rodeo shirt. It's one of my favorite times of year in this town. You know, even if I wasn't paying attention to when the rodeo was happening or didn't know because of where we live, uh, every weekend when it kicks off, they have the uh, the trail ride come from Memorial Park, and it just screws with my entire day because I I for some weird reason I pull out in the morning having something to do, and then there's chuck wagons and horses, and only in only in Texas. Only in Texas. Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, the show that brings you hilarious, unapologetic conversations only these neighbors can have. Join them and guests in their weekly mission to expand the neighborhood. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, hello, all you neighbors out there. What's up to you neighbors over there and you neighbors uh, everywhere, wherever you are. Um, (laughs) Welcome to Neighbors Don't Knock, uh, the show where we have some great conversations, uh, banter, discuss a little bit what's going on in our neighborhood, hoping to expand it uh, with you out there. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, which is a really big deal here for us. Uh, We're going to talk about some great uh, tips and tricks to hanging out or going to the rodeo, some some things you may not know, um, you know, and of course, as always, we end our show with going with the good, the bad, the ridiculous of neighbor tweets. What's going on, Philip? Not much, buddy, but before we get started, I do want to say, go ahead, hit that subscribe button, like, subscribe, follow, both on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. We're only, we're only halfway through season six, not even quite halfway through yet, so there's a lot of great stuff to come. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so let's jump right into it, man. I mean, it, it is Houston rodeo time. And I know for a lot of you listening that are not neighbors here in Houston or happen to be other neighbors around Texas, you have heard, I'm sure everyone here in Texas has heard of the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, uh, but it's a big deal for the, for the city. It really generates uh, a lot of buzz uh, throughout the entire year. A lot of buzz, a lot of money, a lot of good things. I'm a little bit surprised, though. I don't know about you all, but I should say y'all in this situation. I'm a little bit surprised that I haven't heard a yeehaw from this man yet. I know I'm not not a yeehaw person. You're not a yeehaw guy? I'm not a yeehaw person. I mean, I I know I live in Texas, but I'm not a yeehaw person. Yeah, pearl snaps and decorative uh, shoulders are about as yeehaw as I get. I I agree. I'm wearing my my Republic boot, uh, what's up, guys, Texas hat uh, right now. So, so, I mean, I, I I got some rodeo love going out there, but I just... I mean, do you really want me to hear me say yeehaw? It sounds no, funny. No. It sounds funny. I don't yeehaw! actually. Oh, he did it. <laughs> it's, it sounds funny. I can't do it. Well, you know, uh, you, I did it, but it, it just I can't repeat that. Yeah. Speaking of yeehaw, you bring up how much uh, buzz that this thing brings to the city of Houston. I mean, it is incredible. We're talking about just the trail rides alone that come into Houston. You're looking at between 3,000 and 3,500 chuck wagons, horses, riders, paraders. I mean, it is. That's just the people that ride in from all over Texas and even, you know, actually out by other like, other places, too. There's people that come from Montana, uh, Missouri, Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, there, there's I, I mean, it's that that's the thing that this uh, first of all, this is the 90th year of the Houston Rodeo, I believe. I yeah, think it's 1932. Not, was yeah, the, 1932. So uh, is when it started. So it goes back a long time. Um and, you know, what really makes the Houston Rodeo special? Because I've been to other rodeos before. Have you? Yeah, I, I have. Just it, it was uh, not seeking them out. 
<laughs> uh, you know, I was with people that we ended up buying plane tickets. No, to go no, to that, not, uh... not like traveling. It's like, I, yeah. I was like, what are you doing this weekend? Well, I, I, I got to make it up to, to Missouri for that rodeo or I got to get some roping. Yeah. No, uh, I, I just happened to experience other rodeos um, in an, a smaller type venue. And they're and they're very exciting, um, to be honest. If you've never experienced a rodeo, whether it's in a small arena or town or a large rodeo like the Houston Stock Livestock Show and Rodeo. There, there's a lot for everybody and more entertainment entertainment than I think most would think. Yep. Um, but what makes the rodeo special? The Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, it promotes agriculture and education. Uh, since 1932, the rodeo has committed to more than $575 million dollars uh, to Texas youth and education. So it's become a big scholarship uh, foundation. Yeah, let that sit for a minute. I mean, you're short of $600 million in donations to education for young people. That in and of itself should be just a, a gold star on anybody's uh, map, right? I mean, the Houston Rodeo is in incredible in that regard. And it is, by the way, the largest rodeo in the world. It, yes, it does. And and it benefits the youth, uh, supports education, as we said, facilitates better agricultural practices, um, and it has a lot of different exhibitions um, and presentations. So, so it's not just about the scholarship and the fact that there's more people that go to this rodeo than any other year. And, and on top of that, the participants in the rodeo, whether they're team roping, bull riding, uh, you know, what, whatever it is, uh, calf wrestling— they come to this rodeo from all over knowing that they can make some money. Some serious money. Actually, as of, as of now, at this point, the rodeo is giving out over $2 million in prize money every single year to ropers and other, com other competitors uh, throughout the rodeo. That's really, that's got to be, what, twice as big as the next biggest rodeo? It's huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's massive. It really is massive. So there's so much to do at the rodeo. Uh, we're going to walk you through a little bit of what we feel are highlights of uh, things that we love about the, the rodeo. Now, again, being something that's so large, there's a lot of a, a lot of uh, different things for everybody. So what, what some person might like is obviously what others might not enjoy. So to each his own, but there's, there's literally something for everybody, I feel, at that. And let's just start with the big one. Let's start with food. Sure, sure. I mean, because everyone's got to eat. <laughs> I, everyone's. I mean, you got to eat. And, and the thing about the rodeo is whether you have to eat or don't have to eat, you're going to want to eat. <laughs> when, you, when you walk in into the, that, those gates and you just smell all the food, it's like, I wasn't hungry, but I could go for a turkey leg. This you is know? true. <laughs> this know? is true. In, in fact, every year it's now become tradition that right before the actual start date of the rodeo, in the three, four days leading up to it, there's a very large barbecue competition. Yes, where, the chili cook-off. Indeed. And what happens, barbecue and chili cook-off. What happens with this every year is various barbecue joints and chili joints come together and they set up huge, beautiful, elaborate tents all over the fairgrounds of the rodeo. Each tent operates as not only its own kitchen space for the competition itself and for hungry patrons to come in and uh, sample some of these delicious meals, but it also operates as an entertainment space. You have multiple bands playing in various tents. I think I think last year or it was up to like 25 different acts a night were going on at any given time. Yeah, it, it's insane. I mean, they pretty much build out small restaurants all over the space. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't imagine living... 
within that vicinity uh, 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 and having to smell for like a week, uh, you know, like the barbecue and the, you know, it's just like, it's just sitting around your apartment or your house and like, what do you feel like for dinner? Barbecue. You know, I mean, <laughs> it is indeed a, 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 a delicious smelling event. Not only do you have barbecue competitions, but you also have restaurant competitions. They call it the Best Bites competition in the days following the barbecue cook-off. And they also have a wine competition. Yeah. And, and the wine area, which I, I'm, it's escaping me exactly what they, they call the, the area for the... There's a specific area at the rodeo, which is where you can go in and it's just award-winning wines that have been judged and things like that. Um, it's a little garden area, which is really beautiful. Uh, and if you have the time and you go and you're a wine person, absolutely go check this out. It's one of the most relaxing things to do at the rodeo, to Indeed. be on, to be honest, because you get off your feet a little bit. You get to try some really good wines. You can people watch, which is always a lot. It's always a lot of fun because with the when you get to anything of this magnitude and population, there are some sights to see. Uh, for people that show up to the rodeo. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so food is a really big thing. And even if you're not a big barbecue person, there's there's plenty of other options. Um, you know, and I'm going to segue into the carnival because if you're not into the restaurants or the barbecue and you like carnival food, there's a massive fair uh, or carnival there that you can get plenty of fried things and that's turkey legs, whatever you're into, funnel fried cake. Oreos, fried <laughs> Twinkies, fried sticks of butter, whatever you, you know. Want. It, it, <laughs> it is very very impressive though, Brian. The fairgrounds are, are nothing to laugh at. You're talking about a 130 foot tall Ferris wheel that gets installed every year. It's like a traveling full size carnival nestled amongst the livestock show, the rodeo yeah. itself, the the. Uh, Rodeo Uncorked, which is the wine competition. Oh, there, that was, I was, yeah, I couldn't Best think of it. Thank it you. Is, it's wild that they can fit an entire fairgrounds into this thing, but they do. Yeah, and, and that being said, that's, you know, you start to see a lot more people enjoying it and bringing kids and families and, of course, strollers and everything. But it, this is no small area. We're, we're not talking, I mean, I... I'm just, it's blown away how big this thing gets. And it feels like it gets bigger every year. Yeah. In fact, by the numbers, you're looking at 2 million people a year are now visiting the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, which is just mind bending for me that 2 million people make their way to this thing every year. That's not including the competitors. That's just spectators. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You're looking at an operating cost right now of 190-ish million dollars per year and $400 million of revenue being brought into Houston every single year. Yeah, and you know what also is, is really amazing that I want to point out, because I, I know several people uh, that volunteer over there. The volunteers themselves are, there's an, a huge number. I mean, we're probably talking anywhere over a couple, 20 to 50,000 volunteers, maybe. I, I don't know. I Rodeo-wide? That's probably I, about accurate. I mean, it's some, some, something run. like that. I mean, there's a... That's the thing that makes the rodeo really work is that there's so many people willing to volunteer their time uh, in all aspects of it. And they just just to be a part of it and just to support it. Um, and, and I think that speaks to the testament of how this uh, event has grown so much. Um, yeah. And for our listeners who are not here in Houston and or maybe new to Houston and just thinking about going to the rodeo, the reason why these numbers are so colossal is because this thing is not a one weekend event. No. You're talking about running from February 28th to March 19th. 
So at the time of this recording, you've got 16 more days to go check this thing out. It's yeah, pretty, so, it's so if awesome. you're inspired to come down to Houston, oh, first of all, let us know here at Neighbors Don't Knock and come say hi to us. Uh, but absolutely, it's something that we highly recommend for anybody that's coming to the city. I mean, I mean, honestly, I would prefer going to the rodeo over Super Bowl. Well, I think I'm I mean, with you on that by default, Brian, but you know me. I'm not exactly the biggest sports no, fan. No, no, I, so. I know, but I mean, I love sports, and I love all the events that that happen prior to the game, but this just, it's just a, it's eye-opening. Uh, and, and a couple other things. So we talked about food. Let, let's jump into something else, because some of you are like, well, I can eat anywhere. I don't want to pay astronomical prices. Um, the food's good. Uh, but it is good. <laughs> there are, there's art exhibits. Um, because there is uh, student art that's put in as well as other people, and you can go and you can purchase it. There, it's almost like its own little fair and uh, shops everywhere. You know, from hat makers to I mean, I mean, I don't even know. There, there's so many different things and booths. Basically, anything that you can imagine. It's, is it's there. like a Nutcracker market or or something, but Indeed. except. Not during Christmas time, you know. Usually with a bit of a rodeo flair, Flair, but not always. Yeah, absolutely. So whether you're getting furniture, clothes, jewelry, food, art, uh, kids' toys, or things like that. I mean, there's so much, Um, and you and that's all indoors as well. So you know, rain or shine, this thing goes on. So if you're like, well, it's raining and this is our only day to go, it's still worth going because there is plenty indoors that you can do. Um, the one thing that I want to recommend, and this is for the kid inside of me and all the kids inside of you, um, (laughs) you can go and there's an educational section, uh, because you can actually go in and see, uh, the livestock show and have, there's an arena that's set up indoors that they show the animals, uh, for those that are, are, are showing, whether it's horses, bulls, sheep, goats, whatever are, are being shown, and then there's a section over uh, to the side that actually has uh, education about how animals are born. It has like an incubator with uh, chicks hatching that you can physically see. It also has uh, different types of, of rabbits and bunnies that you can physically touch and, and see them in different breeds. And then it has a section with uh, like where pigs are, little piglets are born and things like that. It's very so cool. it's, it's really kind of neat. So you kind of see the process of this and and a section with bees and, and how important that is. I mean, there's a lot of education about agriculture and animals and livestock that you will learn that you didn't know. And it's really interesting and fascinating to see that up close and personal. Yeah, it's very cool. and It's very easy when you live in a metropolitan, very large city like Houston to forget that this country is really driven by agriculture and livestock. I mean, we are a farming country when it really comes down to it. Our economy, our livelihood absolutely relies on it. So you got 4 million people in greater Houston. To have something like this happening right in the center of the town and educating people on what really goes on with how your food is produced, not just to sell to the rest of the world, but to feed you and your family, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I, I like that. So what are, I mean, we've talked about a bunch of things that we can actually do. Uh, We're we, forgetting one But we are one. forgetting one very, very large one, and that is the rodeo itself. And, and now, Philip, you've been to the rodeo several times. I have I, been I know you several have. times. I, I, I used to go all the time. I, again, when we, you, you live in the city, it doesn't feel like a priority every year, but I always end up going at least once, typically every year. 
Um, do you have a favorite part of the actual rodeo? You know, interestingly enough, I do. For me, the mutton bust. I knew mutton I knew you were going to go the mutton bust. Yeah. If you guys don't know what mutton busting is, it one, it's where we have children strap on helmets and protective pads and grab onto the back of a sheep <laughs> for dear life and try not to fall off as that sheep just takes off running across the arena. Yeah. And they try are... to they try to hold on as much as they can. Now it is within a gated area, so it's it's not like they they can't go get them. Uh, and yeah, we're talking about six-year-olds here. I mean, it's pretty amusing. And, and to be clear, though, we're not talking about random kids off the street. These are little yeah, future and ropers that, and ranchers. Could, could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine? Come on like, in, boys. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I would have tried it yeah, as hang a Hang on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of them, it looks like they are about to just squeeze the crap out of that sheep because they're holding on so tight. It, it's pretty and then the other stuff. And then the other ones that are just, the, the sheep is so big and their arms just don't quite get around it, so they're just, yeah. you know, I, it's impressive, but it's a lot of fun and to see them. And of course, the the winners that stay on the longest and get voted on um, win belt buckles and yeah. And, and Peta, like if that. you're still listening, I'm sorry in advance because that's uh, probably something that most uh, people that are against any kind of animal consumption or farming are like. What little kids grab on the sheep and get dragged around an arena? What is going on? Uh, it, it is really adorable. It's, it's kind of fun. Now, um, before we get into some of the rodeo events, there is one other thing that I absolutely love, and that is the calf scramble. Oh, uh, so the yeah. Calf, I forgot the, about the calf, the calf scramble. scramble that is, is fun. The, it's really, really fun. And and not only is that, the calf scramble is, is really fun to watch because there's a limited amount of calves and an, a, a huge amount of participants and again this is not random where if you just show up to the rodeo be like i want to do the calf scramble uh, <laughs> you you have to be you have to be signed up to do it because they actually for those that catch these calves get to raise the calves uh you know they yes. they, they actually get to raise the calves. and these are award-winning um prize bred calves these are not like random exactly yeah like it's a big deal if you, if you we, win it's we a big found deal. a stray on the side of the road and we're gonna throw it in so it is a really big deal but they have to you know get the 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 nose harness on and they start in they start in the middle everyone starts in the middle and they let the calves off and it just becomes and the arena is is quite big uh at that point this is not like the mutton busting where it's in a small gated a smaller gated area this is across the entire arena and you can just tell some of them are just exhausted you know any but they have to not only do they have to get the uh the harness or the the i don't know the bit on or whatever the 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 rope is on them they have to get them back into the center of the arena Indeed. around this little in the square uh to claim the calf and and all that and win yeah. well it doesn't do much good if you strap on the muzzle and that thing goes running off into no the woods, but that's it? what's so funny though because you have some people that you know are you know obviously that are twice as small or three times as small as the calf and the calf just goes nope and just takes off and they're just holding on for dear life Skipping across the dirt <laughs> and they're just like i said you know and, and that kid's like i ain't letting go you know it is something it is something <laughs> now on top of all of your livestock and rodeo events there is one more thing that we're missing from this amazing amazing yearly um you know spectacular well, hold on because i know where you, i know where you're gonna go with that but I had to ask before we jump to that, what's your favorite actual I mean, I know you mentioned mutton busting, but but part of the rodeo itself with the with the adults. What what do you enjoy? Because because there's a lot of different depending which day you go, there's different events that are being held, but you get um it, it's tournament style. So as as they go, 
you get to see, you know, the, the closer to the end of the rodeo, you're going to see the bigger prize yeah. money events. I, I don't have a particular favorite rodeo event in and of itself. Like, I don't have a roping favorite or anything like that or a riding favorite. But I, I but mean, I, is there one that you enjoy more than the other? Well, actually, pre-rodeo is what I enjoy more than anything else at this point. Okay. Because I go to the cook-off every single year, and I really enjoy that. The barbecue cook-off for me is sort of the highlight of, of, of the event and, and kind of that feeling of it getting kicked off. For me, that's my adrenaline rush about the whole thing for the city. How about you? Yeah, I, I'm a big bull riding fan. I love watching the bull ride. I mean, I know it's the eight-second thing, but it's it's impressive. It's exciting stuff. It really is. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a big horses fan, so I, I really enjoy all the, just the horses around. Uh, but I know my wife has a lot of allergies, so she has to take an insane amount of allergy medicine because she loves the animals too. Yeah, you but, can't let the fact but, that it's an NRG fool you. It yeah, definitely, exactly. It definitely is a Claritin allerg- event. Yes, exactly. If you have allergies or something, you're going to want to take plenty yeah. of of Claritin or something just to, you know, so you're otherwise you're going to be watering, sniffling, whatever. It's just not going to yeah, be if as If pleasant. you're flying or driving into town for it, pack that Zyrtec. It's, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's a thing. Yeah, but I, I love the bull riding. I, I it's, it's very, very exciting. The, the team roping is really kind of cool, but... Um, yeah, it, it's really great. And the commentators do a really good job of letting you know what's going on uh, and, and that. And then there's lots of other wonderful things, uh, you know, presentations. Uh, they do a good job with the national anthem and all that. But I'm going to let you get into what you were talking about. There is at the end of every day at the rodeo. I should say the end of the rodeo event itself, not the day, because the because it goes on till I think like eleven or midnight every day. Um, there is something that is very special that brings even more people. Indeed, they cap every single night of the twenty nights the rodeo runs with a different concert. And in fairness, there are bridge concerts, but they're big, big name performers. A different one every night. Twenty individual concerts to end each evening that is impressive yeah it and we're not talking just oh we're gonna have someone sing there is a massive stage and they have this thing down to an art it's a rotating stage so it doesn't matter where in the stadium you are and of course the way they have all the screens you can see as well but the the whole stage rotates the entire show yeah uh, and there's little platforms that they walk out on yeah some of them i i remember uh when i saw brooks and dunn they came out in dune buggies like out before getting on the stage. Very cool. And you know, they're like playing Sh- again this year. I know. And Shania Twain came out on a horse and then they'll get on a truck and ride around at the end. But we're, n- and again, those are just a, a couple of names. We're talking about people that go, we can go all the way back from Johnny Cash to Elvis, now, Kiss, Dolly Parton. I mean, you can go to other people. Alicia Keys has come. I mean, Marshmallow for more of recent people. Um, you know, Chainsmokers. And then you, Garth Brooks. I mean, yeah, this is not just country music. Hugh, they do Hugh a nice Lewis job. Lewis and the News, uh, Brian McKnight, Boys to Men. I mean, it's just, it's insane. Uh, do you have any favorites that you have seen? Mm, I don't have any favorites that I've seen, no, but I have seen some great shows there. Okay. Um, I never, you know, it's, it's sad. I never saw George Strait. Really? Yeah, I never saw George Strait. He he played for many many years, and I know it's. I think he's kind of done at this yeah. point. Did you catch Kid Rock? I actually did. Yeah. 
I actually did catch Kid Rock. Um, no, say what you will about Kid Rock. That man is a performer. He busts his butt on stage. I, I'm not a fan of him in general, but as a performer, I enjoyed it. It's it's a good show. I mean, that ba with a ba came off, and the entire place went kind of nuts. Uh, I mean, I saw Bruno Mars, too, who I thought was a phenomenal performer. Another great show, man. Uh, I mean, the Jackson 5 has performed they have. Um, at, at the rodeo. I mean, that, that's that's the kind of level yeah, and, that they're and bringing. Rather than getting into the entire list of all 20 performers from this year, or all the highlights from years prior. I mean, you have 90 years of great performances to look back on. You can go to rodeohouston.com and get a full list of everything going on this year. We'll make sure that we have that in the episode description for you to easily clickety-clickety on. Yeah, absolutely, because it's something that you're really not going to want to miss. It's and, and if you have a favorite, whether it's country, whether it's rock, whether, you know, Selena, uh, you know, I believe Selena played at the rodeo. Um, I, I think you're right. Uh, but whether, you know, whether you're uh, an R&B fan, I know Gladys Knight played. I mean, I mean, there's uh, there's the Earth, Wind and Fire, I believe, has played. So there, there's a lot of, of variety and they try to do a good job of mixing up. Uh, the musical and entertainment acts. And they've even had comedy acts. You know, Jeff Foxworthy and Larry the Cable Guy have, have gone out there. Um, so it's really kind of a neat... Very cool. Yeah, it, it's there's that's why I say. There's really something for everybody, but that's not to miss. But, but have no fear. By the time the concert's over, a lot of people are leaving and going home. And one thing that I really urge you to do is to hang around a little bit longer because the carnival is still open. Some of the booths are still open. There's still food. And if the weather's nice and it's outside, I mean, it's it's just an enjoyable atmosphere to be around. And plus, you don't have to worry about, you know, the traffic uh, of getting out there. Uh, or getting back to your car, trying to you know beat the you know crowds out. So two million people a year visit this event. So be prepared. There is some traffic. Give yourself a lot of time to get in and a lot of time to get out. People are in a rush. You know. Yeah, and, and typically the carnival uh, it's ten a.m. to midnight. So if you're looking just and you that's that's the other thing I will say to our viewers and listeners if you do come in, uh, and for those that do know, you can just go to the carnival you don't actually have to have a ticket to get into the rodeo because they are separate indeed and the carnival runs day and night so you can go with your family during the day if you'd like to you can go early evening if you like to it does not have to be a late night event and you can go multiple times there's no reason not to brian to answer your question selena not only played once but three times Oh, there you go. Yeah, I, 94, I, I, 95, and once with that's Los right. Dinos I, in 93. I was like, I, I I wanted to say that that was true, but I wanted to make sure we were accurate. Um, Thank so, you, RodeoHouston.com. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, so before we before we wrap this up, though, our top must-dos. What What is a top must-do for you? Well, the cook-off is already done by the time we're dropping this episode, so I'm going to go ahead and say that the must-do is mutton-busting. I would not miss that. Okay, so that means you're going to have to get a ticket to the show. Um, to the you know, itself. I think Philip is just wishing that he could do the mutton-busting. I am. There's the little not... kid in me just jumps out, like, I want to go grab on one of those things and get dragged I mean, we around the dirt. we could strap you to a cow or something or something <laughs> and do, like, an adult version. It's not... <laughs> so many jokes. So many jokes. <laughs> Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. Combining years of experience in podcasting, acting, and sales, CNG offers big media products at small business prices. That's right. To learn more, visit their Facebook page or email them directly at admin at cngcommunications.com. So mutton busting is your must do. So which means you're going to have to get a ticket 
into the show for the rodeo, which you will not regret. Um, I I think for my definitely not regret. No, no, no. I, I think for me, my must do, uh, and I've had so much trouble with this, but I think mine is. Oh, shoot, I, I don't even know because I, I love the rodeo so much going in. But I, I, you ask the question without knowing your own. I know. Answer? Well, I, Ooh, well, the, shame. The, no, the problem. Little pickles. Shame. <laughs> as long as they're fried pickles. <laughs> just pick them up. Yeah, that's right. Popping them, them in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Keep it up. That's delicious. Ooh, shame I, on me. More. I'd probably say going into the arena area where you can experience uh, the livestock show itself. Um, because of all the stands and, and all that, I think that for me is a, is always a must do. I, I enjoy that more. One because there's food, there's booths, you can do shopping. There's really cool events, and it's educational, and you still get to see the animals. And if you're not wanting to go into the rodeo, it kind of allows you to feel a little bit more a part of it than just the carnival. Um, so I feel like that is my must do. I like that. I like that. I'd like so. to hear what your must do's are for anybody listening who has been to the Houston rodeo. If you have any suggestions for us or for our listeners, please do post them up in the comments. You can even drop us a line on podinbox.com slash neighbors don't knock. Your suggestion might end up on a subsequent show. Yeah. And, and if you believe in what the Houston rodeo is doing here in Houston, you can always go to rodeohouston.com and you can donate or you can find a way to get involved or make your plans for next year because it's a big deal when they roll out the uh, the list of people. Um, it really is. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little sad that I can't see new kids on the block this year. That's pretty awesome, so. isn't it? <laughs> so, all right. But it is time to get into one of our favorite parts of the show. It's time for Neighbor Tweets. Okay, it's part of the show where we scour Twitter for the good, the bad, the ridiculous of what you neighbors have to tweet about. And to start out, we are actually have this is really nice. Uh, this is from Dr. Natalie Barber. And Barbara spelled B-A-R-B-O-U-R. Oh, okay. Barbara. Yeah. So Natalie underscore Barber says, every morning, my kids either bike or walk to school, rain or shine. My next door neighbors drive their kids to school. Today, we saw the entire family on bikes. And as we passed them, they said, you inspired us. That's it. I can retire. Isn't that isn't that nice? I liked it a lot. Yeah, isn't that? I mean, did you yeah. ever bike? To, did you ever bike to school? Uh, no, I never biked to school because where I grew up, school was very, very far away. That would have taken a long time. Okay, like thirty-ish miles. Oh yeah, okay. So, so not not like with the the belt the belt buckle or the not the belt. I'm in rodeo mode still. The uh, the the belt strap around the the books thirty miles through no. the woods over the over the no hill. no. If I if I biked to school by the time I got there and the bell was ringing, it'd be the bell to go home. So <laughs> did a quick little marathon just to get to school. Yeah. No. How about you? Did you bike to school? I, I actually did bike to school. Well, I should say my early years and my elementary years. It's very Americana of you. I like that so <laughs> yeah very wonder years <laughs> yeah i did well because we were about a mile and a half uh or something that's cool you know? I, I so love that my, my dad had a tradition that every the first day of every uh school year he would uh walk with us uh to school that was kind of our tradition for a very long time 
Um, I got a little choked up there. What's up, Dad? Uh, so big shout out, Mr. Chambers. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Good traditions. But yeah, I, I mean, I got to the point when we were like roll when rollerblades got real big. We would rollerblade and stuff like that. I mean, it was. But I lived in an area in in the burbs, you know, that, that you could that we were pretty much close to a lot of everything right there. Now, when I got into you know middle school, high school, obviously, I I did not bike because I was much, well, I say obviously, but for all of you that, you know, know exactly where I went to school. Uh, no, I had to ride the bus because it was a lot farther, which I, I did not enjoy. Um, did the buses back then have air conditioning? No, oh. no, it, 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 it did gets not. Hot down it, it, here. Gets, That's rough. it gets very, very hot. You had to put those windows down and hope to get a window seat. That is you know? rough. Wow. <laughs> so, I bet that smelled ripe. I love I, it. I got in trouble one time where it wasn't even my fault, but I I was trying to join the cool kids in the back of the bus doing stuff. Always the back of the but, bus. But yeah, the bus driver got really mad. And so for a week I had to sit at the front of the bus. That happened to me actually. When did I was did in it really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got busted the seat right behind the driver. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. So they could like that massive mirror. And yeah. They just glare at you. you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> I've got a rollerblading question for you. What's up? So w- I was a rollerblader as well when it was super cool in the 90s to do like that. Street hockey. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is pretty amazing looking back on it. It's one of those <laughs> odd times in US history culture. I loved it, man. It was very fun, very dangerous. Did you like gear up like you're going to a war front when you went rollerblading? Do you have like the wrist guards and the helmet, knee pads, elbow pads? You know, I think I if I, mm, for a for a little bit, yes. I I never had. I don't know if I wore the. I don't know if I wore a helmet. It wasn't as cool to wear bike helmets and stuff back then. Safety, I How know, lame. right? <laughs> I don't think it How was. Lame. I think I wore the wrist guards though. All right, our next tweet uh, for the day comes from Spicy Big Dad. Um. Yes, that's right. Uh, So from Spicy Big Dad, he said, he tweets, my dumbass effing idiot effing next door neighbor went out of town and he left his TV on full effing blast and I can hear it in my apartment. It's been going for a week. I hate this guy so much. (laughs) I'm, I'm wow. I hope you guys follow each other. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with that one. I mean, he's I I understand. I I I I do understand the frustration with this guy. I mean, for a week. Good lord. I mean, I don't know what you do. Maybe call the landlord and ask them to go in and if it's a renting environment. Yeah, if it's a renting environment, could you imagine if, if I mean, if you're living in certain areas where you own your home or your town home and the, the they're close enough to where you can hear the TV that loud yeah. i imagine it's a renting environment if it's if it's bugging him that bad at risk of vandalism charges i could find a way to cut the main power to the dude's house <laughs> just macgyver that <laughs> you know what what would do you it. would you i mean what would be your course of action i, I don't know I, I i don't know what my breaking point would be i think day 3 would probably be my breaking point and yeah maybe i would cut the power I, that's interesting. Or the cable. Cable would be even easier. Yeah, I, I think I'd have to... I think it would depend on what channel it was left on. You, you know? Because, <laughs> I, I mean... Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> yeah. I love this show. I mean, if I'm hearing Star Wars, you know, for a week... I just, you know, live out my Star Wars, walk around with my lightsaber and wear, live my Star Wars dream. Like, you know, you're hearing TIE Whenever Fighters the in the background. Are going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but if I had to, like, listen to The Bachelor or, you know... Something I, I I don't know like oh, like like you imagine you, <laughs> like oh my god I don't know if he likes me he slept <laughs> with me last night but I'm not sure it was real I I you know and not to 
not to get off topic, but speaking of TV Too shows, late. there was there was a commercial or I guess a preview for the new upcoming show and this and show I, of of the Bachelor. Oh. And I don't know if this was prompted or this was real, but in the preview, this girl said, "If I don't get a rose, I'm going to burn this house down." I'm like, "Isn't that like is that is that legal to say?" You know, it's just like that's what we've been reduced to. So if I if I had to hear that kind of crap from my neighbors for a week, I, I might go a little nuts. Didn't that land one of the band members from TLC behind bars? I don't know. I think it did. <laughs> so anyway, I, what do you guys think? What would be your course of action? Uh, would you be able to stand it for the week, or how would you confront them when they got back? Uh, I guess that's more of the question. <laughs> Maybe go on a meditation retreat, uh, you know, f- right after, before, during that week or something. That way, when you come back, you can. Uh, oh, it's <laughs> have, have a little... Seinfeld again. Yeah. <laughs> oh my word! Uh... And that is our neighbor tweets. All right. Well, Philip, as always, it's been good to see you. I think that we've exhausted this one. But you guys, we have a special announcement for you because uh, not only are we not done talking about rodeo, but there is a part two. So if you want to hear part two of the rest of the rodeo um, discussion, we have some do's and don'ts that we did not tell you. And we are going to share those in our next episode. So you're going to want to tune into that. Indeed, indeed. So be sure to check out the Houston Rodeo while it's in town, if you are in town. But if you do want to hear about some of the more less pleasant things about it, tune in next week. Yeah. Uh, As always, like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, We got fun content that's going up there. Uh, man, it's been great. It has been fun, Brian. It's always good to see you. Thank yeah. you for unpacking the rodeo with me. All right. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. All right. Peace. Go Texans. Out. <laughs> <laughs>